0: The Incomparable, number 150, July 2013.
1: It's the 150th episode of The Incomparable, and uh, this is where I've called my panelists in uh, for their their uh, every 150 episodes performance review. Um, I'm going to be uh, mm-hmm. telling you what how, where you met and and expectations and where you fell down. And did not meet my expectations and disappointed. Some me. of
2: us will get a rose; others will not.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm going to need another six pack. A few of you will uh, will be asked to leave the island immediately. That's just how it has to be. Uh, so I am, of course, your host for most of these 150 episodes. Jason Snell, and let me detail the panel who is here with us to uh, go through your feedback. Uh, we don't do that usually on the episodes, and I can get into the reasons why in a little while, but first let me introduce my panel. Uh, you heard most of them complaining before, when I was reading the introduction, because they're rude, and that will be noted on their next evaluation.
3: Steve oh, Lutz is here. Hi, Steve. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm expecting nothing but glowing commentary from you and anybody else.
1: Yeah. There might be uh, an eat it later. That's all I'm saying. Well, there there will be some eating eat it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. going to happen, yeah. <laughs> Just to... Uh, don't forget about the pictures. Yes, thanks. Good point. Ah, oh, yes, Steve,
2: you're great. You're doing mm-hmm. a fabulous job. Yeah, John Syracuse so. also here. Hi, John. Jason, if you give me anything less than tens on every single item, <laughs> they're going to kill my family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard this before. Uh, when I bought a car, um, Dan Morin is also here. Hi, Dan.
4: I I think I got my feedback when my when when Steve let my D and D character die. Yes. Th- that's how I'm taking my
3: feedback. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't let your D&D character <laughs> die. I guess I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan.
4: We remember things
3: differently. A
5: little
4: bit.
3: Yeah. That voice you heard is Serenity
1: Caldwell, who's also here. Thank you. Hello.
5: Hello. I, I will sit quietly in the corner. Prepare and... to be judged. Yes. Yep. Uh, the judging. No, the judging will happen on this side. This side. Oh,
1: uh, prepare to judge <laughs> then.
5: Ooh. Yes.
1: Be prepared. You're on that side of the judge's table. For once. Play Playing the part of the East German judge. Is Serenity Caldwell. And uh, next to her, the uh, also also from East Germany,
6: it's Scott McNulty. Hi, Scott. Uh, hello. I was trying to think of something in German, but I'm not Glenn, Uh-oh. so I, I froze. Just talk about uh-huh. just talk about Hitler, Scott. Come on. Uh-huh. That's not yeah. Is that the feedback? That too might much, be the too feedback. Much <laughs> too much Hitler. <laughs> too, much Hitler. <laughs> yeah. too
1: many not enough Zeppelins, too much Hitler. Ironically, Zeppelin's also German. But, mm-hmm. you know. God. And that voice saying oh, things deliver. in German is Glenn Fleischmann. Hi, Glenn.
0: I've brought a note from my Twitter followers excusing me for previous absences, and I hope that'll be reflected in my permanent record. Where have you been, Glenn? I, where have hey, you been, Steve? Where have I've you been? I've been right here, man. <sighs> How many men have you killed,
1: Steve? You can't. It's classified, Glenn. You okay. know that. That's true. We've said too much already. Uh, okay, so. We don't do – now, John Syracusa is here on this on this very podcast. And, of course, uh, listeners to his, his other podcasts and podcasts he previously did know that he took a lot of time to um, devote to reader feedback, listener feedback, whatever you are, audience feedback. Um, and we don't do that so much on The Incomparable. And before we go into some of the feedback we have gotten, I wanted to explain why. The big reason is because we have such a large panel and we rotate different people through – Um, different episodes and also because we sometimes will record stuff in advance and play it back out of sequence it's often really difficult to have any um synchronization of feedback with the people who actually were on the episodes that you're giving feedback for and my example is if you're complaining about something that uh let's say glenn said on a book club episode as if glenn would read a book um And, uh, but I'm on, but I'm on the comic book club with Lisa Schmeiser, um, and Moises Chuyan. um, we, they, they don't want to hear about Glenn and they have nothing to say to (laughs) to, to explain Glenn. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know one. Also, (laughs) we would have to actually receive feedback. Well, we do he- we receive some feedback, and I'm sure if we, we processed it at, in every episode, we would receive more. The, op- the other thing is that I, I like having these episodes uh, be very standalone so that you can do as one of our listeners did recently. Um, Benjamin Peacock, who wrote to us on Twitter, and we'll start the feedback this way, who said, through diligence, I have caught up on from the beginning of the incomparable. And now I feel like a piece of me is missing. See, you can go back to the beginning and listen to every episode, study it, make it a part of your being. Uh, and Benjamin, if, that, that was your sanity
3: and it was gone before you started.
1: And I feel like if the feedback's at the beginning of the episodes, then, then you maybe you can't just kind of drop in and listen to the episodes that interest you. So, uh, but we could do it at the end. And I think about doing that sometimes. And then we talk for an hour and a half and I figure we don't have any time for feedback. So plus we don't care. plus scott doesn't care that'll be mainly the not caring yeah scott doesn't doesn't isn't interested in what other people have to say that's on your your uh your chart here scott
6: yeah doesn't bother me
1: yeah (laughs) all right so let me let me go through some of the twitter feedback we do get feedback Uh, on twitter and uh this is of course the incomparable is our twitter account and here are some of the comments we had sergio andres castro simply said more syracusa john (laughs) do you have more to give
2: i I give what i have to give i mean i don't i don't understand how there could possibly be more of me on (laughs) podcasts at
1: this point you'd have to read more thousand page books more than like three of them a year to be on
4: we already have two syracusas do we really need more
2: (laughs) hey was that john or dan who said that more Uh, and Hmm
4: Mm. terrible it's terrible to
2: come. no i'm just saying was a mystery that was, mystery starting that to was actually a dan level pun so i think here i'm still
4: confused. oh my god we've merged um <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Well>, sh-
1: <Whoa. laughs> uh, here's a good one from adam highland also known as the real proton k or as i like to say the real protonk
4: he's not an amateur talk jason he's a protonk
1: this is this is a good one it says <laughs> Can we have another Jason Reed's Twitter comments in a faux stern mocking voice bit in The Incomparable? (laughs) Those are hilarious. To which I say, no, we can't.
3: Nah. Couldn't afford it. No budget for it this
4: year.
1: We don't want to do that. Uh, Joe Rosenstiel says... That's not a real
0: name. name. (laughs) I saw Fletch. That's not a real name. No, it's Burt Harbinson
1: and Art Vandelay is coming up. Uh, he says, you guys Bert are great. McClendon. That's his feedback. Thank you. <laughs> and I would like more nostalgia shows about old Star Trek Babylon 5. I assume he means Star Trek Babylon 5. and That's just a misplaced colon. Deep Space and, Babylon 5. And other 80s and 90s sci-fi. I think How that's... about
4: instead more nostalgia episodes about previous episodes of The Incomparable? <laughs> that's a good <laughs> oh, Remember <obviously. laughs>
1: when Steve picked Skeletor? Good times. Oh,
5: <laughs> that was good. We should we should uh, play. Going play. back into the vault. <laughs>
6: Remember um, that clip show where Steve remembered when he picked Skeletor? <laughs> Thanks for the preview of next year's Christmas clip show. Yes. Or clip show, whatever. I remember
0: that. I remember next year's episode.
1: It was really going to be good. It was going to be good. Uh, too bad we we screwed it up. Uh, I think this is a good idea. Nostalgia. I, you know, I think one of the things we do really well is is talking about stuff from from the past. I've got some on the schedule. I've been threatening to do a Babylon Five episode for a while now. We should do Deep Space Nine at some point for sure. I'd like to. Uh, go back and revisit the x-files which is having its 20th anniversary believe it or not and uh and they're doing a big uh thing at comic-con um this this weekend i'm amazed that it's been 20 years and
4: i still haven't seen an episode of the x-files ever the truth
1: that's not true i bought you an episode of the x-files dan tell me you watched that episode sure
3: damn (laughs) oh Oh, Oh, dan the oh, truth damn. comes out. It's a the good it's a episode. good episode, yeah. Just, just, just. Going on your evaluation. So you have room in your life for Supernatural, but not for the X-Files.
4: I, and yet, and yet, and yet, I have seen the movie.
1: <laughs> so Dan Morin is down as not uh, watching shows that, that he, he should watch. Shame for him.
2: Dan, Dan's lex, lexness is re- uh, revealed bit by bit over this
0: past several months here. They're doing a very it's slow true. brain transfer. That's it's two or three years. Maybe. It could be. um
1: brian sullivan wrote in on twitter that he was loving the D D episodes and asked if there were any more planned we got a, we got some feedback there was one guy who wrote in i couldn't find the tweet who basically said that the that, that, that he hated the D episodes and they were <laughs> and, and he was very much like why are you wasting my time with this and i it i was responded, along the lines
3: of three more hours of D,
1: really yeah D- did you have to and my response was yes. that one my standard response which is you get a full refund for what you paid for the podcast, which was <laughs> nothing, and and, and uh, you know, and and two, it was a week where there was literally not going to be an episode. So well,
4: and three, we're really sorry about the people who strapped you down and made you listen to three hours <laughs> three of D D, yeah, like D&D.
1: D&D. three whole. Episode. You should call
0: the police on those people. <laughs> the eyelid toothpicks are really painful, they but are. they're part of the service, and you know. So, and so Scott,
6: are we going to do more D and D? Uh, yes because I'm a I think it's a lot of fun and I think I don't want to speak for everyone but I'm going to. Everybody seems to have Everybody fun. liked it. Send and, help. And uh we've got a surprising amount of people who actually enjoy listening/watching slash the D&D episodes. Yes, Surprise any, any, any more than Jason? Zero is I have some yeah, me, I so. have some feedback. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I'm amazed
1: that people love the D&D episodes too but they seem to and i'm glad which is why we, we've always sort of thought of those as extras because it was an experiment to see what if we played D D together and um the edited podcast episodes i think are a little bit better we do some compression they're still really long but i pulled like half an hour of stuff out of the last one and it was a much you know it was a much tighter kind of uh, episode you there wasn't there wasn't so much of that two minutes of somebody figuring out which dice to roll as <laughs> on
3: the live stream but the unedited was 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 pitched as a bonus episode anyway, so yeah. really, and it was the second that week, so yeah
1: they're all they're all kind of bonus episodes anyway, but we will do more,
6: right there's there's more to that adventure and then who knows? we haven't finished the adventure, and uh, you know if if the
0: the rest of the panelists want to continue playing, I am happy to continue DMing. I, I hope we can have a text episode too and do Zork via <laughs> audio because I think that would be good.
1: Oh like the uh, like a book on tape of a text yes. adventure.
0: you're in a maze of twisty podcast all alike.
1: All right. That's a good idea. N.
3: <laughs> N. That'd be a, that'd be a great episode. N. G. G. I. Uh, someone, oh, I think we have someone, to please here. buy them G. a vowel.
1: Yo ho! No, that's a different adventure. Look. X Y Z Z Y. Pick up. Pick fluff. up. Yeah, you have no T. Um, Judson Dunn says, "I love your book podcast, but you should have." Fewer spoilers, maybe none. What? <laughs> that makes it difficult
2: to talk about the then, book. Then I could be on the book podcast without having read the book.
4: Yeah, the we cover, can totally just... Yeah. talk yeah. about it in
1: vague <laughs> yeah. terms. It's an episode where we try to convince John Syracuse to read a book. <laughs> <laughs>
2: without without spoiling it for me.
4: Take a look, <laughs> John. Anything that so, happens in the book. It's <laughs> in this a is, book.
1: We were talking on the Comic Book Club. Um, what's the Comic Book Club that Merlin, Merlin Man was on? Uh, the first episode he was on. Anyway, and we... Oh, yeah, it was the, the House of M, and I got to the... The ending. We, I mean, we blew the spoiler horn about two minutes in, and he was aghast. He was like, "Wow, you guys jumped to the spoilers fast here." And I, I think that's a, always a question for us: is when do you? This is this. The stuff we cover is generally not. um You know, we're not trying to avoid details. We want to talk about the details. That's kind of the level at which we dig into stuff. So it's really hard to figure out when to blow the spoiler horn and then honestly i always feel like so what are you going to do you're going to listen to 10 minutes of a
2: podcast and then stop and come back weeks later it's it's not a podcast where you're like i need people to recommend me good things that i should check out that's this is for people who have already seen these things because they're usually fairly popular or whatever and want to hear people talk about them because they read them or watch them or whatever it's not like give me a list of things to read because yeah everything we talk about we go we tell you everything about it. It's for it's for yeah. people who have already seen it. Yeah,
1: I did. I, there was a good piece of feedback that said, at least let us know if the thing you li- you are talking about is something you liked or not, so that we know whether we should bother to
3: like not listen and watch it or read. But then it. don't we have to blow the spoiler horn for the podcast itself? Yeah. Uh, I think you can pick up that <laughs> vibe
2: usually before the before the okay, spoilers, spoilers, everybody. We're going to tell you whether we like the book or not,
0: it's, okay? It's basically, the episode is entirely spoiler horn. It's the, it's the Hypnotoad episode of The Incomparable. It's 100% spoiler horn.
1: We have a very, some very nice feedback actually happening live in our chat room, which is saying, uh, first off, a request to blow the spoiler horn during this section, which I think is going nice. to obviously happen. And then a lot of anti-spoiler... Uh, not, not anti-spoilers, anti uh, the concept of being afraid of spoilers and that you should just uh, get over it and, and, and uh, Kieran Healy says we have to fight the gangrenous hold that no spoilers has on our culture. I, I kind of no, agree. You,
2: you, no, you should be afraid of spoilers. You should be.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you should, you should not be listening to a podcast about a movie if you haven't That's seen true. the movie.
0: We We could do a compromise. We could only review things that are so bland and uninteresting that there's nothing to spoil by spoiling them. That would clearly work. And I mean,
5: there are definitely some properties that you can talk a lot about without spoiling major parts of it. But the podcast would be fifteen minutes long.
0: Yeah,
2: and you want you want to get into the nitty gritty details, like what did you not like about it? Well, when the guy did the thing, and you're like, no, we have to actually say what he did and why we didn't like it. You, you it have must to, be named. Yes,
0: yeah. I guess like if it's if it's a horror movie, I understand not wanting or some ridiculous you know crying game. Like Element, you know, or any M. Night Shyamalan, 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 Shyamalan Shem- 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 oh. Dong. He, he was dead the entire time.
1: Philadelphia own, Scott.
6: That's true. <laughs> I, I walked through one of his sets once. He probably pays his You've taxes. you told that story.
0: But how much work that we review that we like, is it actually... Is the spoiler horn part actually going to spoil the enjoyment of it? Yeah. if it does, then the work how does it stand up if the, you know the cannot? spoiler
4: horn always ruins my enjoyment of things
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah there was that there was that link that was going around
4: the internet of like some study showing that like
2: well, oh, we did this scientific study, and people knowing what was going to happen didn't didn't the ruin horn. their enjoyment and <sighs> in fact enhanced it slightly but i have I have quibbles with that study, and it you know it's not...
3: because it's obviously crap.
2: <laughs> no, well, no, under the conditions that they tested it's true but the, the conditions of that we're talking about of like you know popular movies or, or books or whatever is different than the the i don't know uh also if you rely on people to report how they feel about something after the fact that itself is strange but anyway all i know is i feel i feel worse when i know how it was going to turn out ahead of time i feel much better when i'm Pleasantly surprised and no one like like Game of Thrones. I didn't know uh, what was going to happen at the end of this current season and I'm glad yeah. and I feel like I enjoyed it more.
0: Yeah. But John, you would you would come and if you listen to if you were specifically seeking out a show about uh, Game of Thrones and it was about the current season you hadn't watched it you would not listen to that episode right Oh yeah no I this, episodes, episodes, right. this episode this so episodes the incomparable so.
2: that I still haven't listened to because Good. I say oh I might want to I might want to check that out so I'm saving them for after I read it or watch I it I think
6: or I think it is a com- incumbent upon the person who wants to avoid the spoilers to actively avoid them I am not going to assume all our shows have because, spoilers And that's why the spoiler
1: exactly. horn I- exists is that final it's, a, it's like a license agreement. It's the, okay, we're going to ruin things now. So you really, are you sure? Are you really, really
4: sure? That makes sense because then Plus, everybody's clicked through it without actually reading it. Exactly. So that well, explains that why they fun. keep getting spoiled. Uh,
1: it's all the information you need. Right. Uh, Brandon Minich uh, just sent a tweet that said, I love the drafts. We need to do a villain's draft. Yes. Villains don't get along though so much, so I don't know how we would do that. And skeleton oh, would go fast. There's, there's a lot of they have like of a, villains. they got like a book yeah. club league of. Yeah, but they yeah, they, they play last. poker sometimes. Well, Evil the goal league could
3: be to create a league of villains temporary that would stick together and wouldn't disintegrate ah. after uh, a week or two. It's a challenge. unity. All right. right.
1: I'll put that on the list. We've got a lot of, we've got some, I've got a little list in the back of my mind of various drafts we can do. I love the drafts too. I'd like to do a couple of drafts a year.
0: (laughs) You could do the all super intelligent ape team, but now I've given away my strategy. Yes.
1: Glenn is announcing a new magazine for apes. (laughs) The super intelligent
0: ape quarterly. Mm. We're discriminating apes.
1: Yeah. Well, it comes out twice a year, but they're not, they're, they're smart for (laughs) apes. They don't notice, because <laughs> apes aren't good at that. They're smart for
3: apes. They'll be really pissed off when they find out it. it's been written by monkeys all yeah, along. exactly.
1: Oh, you bastards, you, you did it. They,
6: they blew it, it. up.
1: <laughs>
3: um, Pierre-Luc
1: Gagné writes, George. Who is your favorite member of the Incomparable crew? Oh, now let's oh, see man. some heartbreaking.
3: Pick Scott. Well, Scott doesn't care either way. Wait, is so this for all of
1: us?
4: Because we're all just going to name ourselves, right? I
1: think, I think it was meant for all of us. Oh, Oh,
0: dear.
4: This is this is very partisan. We'll have to write the names down and put them in a hat or something. No, no.
0: My favorite is Steve Lutz. I'm sorry, everybody else. <laughs> he picks Skeletor. So me too. <laughs>
3: well, that's two votes. for Steve, Steve. Lutz wins the podcast. Uh, Steve wins. Sweet. <laughs> eat,
1: eat, eat it, Steve. You can, me- <laughs> you can pay me later, Steve. Um, and somebody who writes in to us every now and then, Janice in Georgia. A uh, very nice note. She says she doesn't have enough geeky friends in real life. Listening to the smart and witty folks on the podcast helps fill that void. Thanks so much. And thank you to Janice. Very nice.
0: Thank
4: you. We're all about void filling here. Yep. <laughs>
0: wow. <Excellent>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh.
4: I'm still going to lose out to Steve on the favorite panelist thing, but I'm, at least I make Glenn laugh. So, hey.
3: My pictures off. of Glenn are particularly bad. That's... What's that? <laughs> He <laughs> can get it right what's, spontaneously, but what's that? What's
1: that?
2: What's that? <laughs> All
1: what? right, here now. I'm going to move on to some emails that we got. What? Um, which this this first email is is almost certainly a fake. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, it's a fake. <laughs> how old? How old are you, people that you think fifty is old and and infirm? I'm 46 and an international competitor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I ride a motorcycle from New York to L.A. every other summer. I think awesome. 50 is nearer the peak of overall competence and capability if one keeps in shape than 25 is. And how old is Wolverine in the comics? He's always looked to be in his 40s to me, though I'm not a current reader. Um, okay, like I have 300. To go, okay, I have to go change my Depends adult diaper and take a nap now. Oh, Ugh. and I like that guy English. I didn't catch his first name.
4: <laughs> uh, wow, I'm assuming Merlin wrote that.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: He's fifty. That's... Did we say something bad about old people? We I did. don't remember 50. constantly, but we were usually about ourselves, not you, young person.
1: We did Guy English in his <laughs> formerly young person. in his appearance. We I think was when we we said something about old people, but we were we were gonna, we weren't being serious about it.
3: We were all my feeling that fifty is old and infirm came from our game show episode. Wow, where <laughs> Team Old that's, displayed that's it. feeling. More than Steve one Lutz
1: has lost his uh, lost all feeling in his extremities. <laughs> what?
5: <laughs> he just couldn't talk about it. Just
4: trailed it. off. Couldn't remember that rest of that sentence. Oh, I well, that feel I'm old. angry about something, I but I don't remember, remember what it just is. Just tapped the blue
3: my mute button on, on Skype. Decided. I'm sure that wasn't yeah. a senior moment, Steve. Wait, I've think, I've, I think I clicked it and forgot. It. And uh, what were we talking about? Memory pills. No, I was saying my uh, my view that fifty is old and infirm came from the game show episode. Oh, yes. Team how Old and I Team um, Young. Team old. Uh, team
0: old. Yeah. Sure. Team, team Old team lost, so I think we proved it definitively there that we're old. Well, that's lost. my point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: There you go. Yeah. Although some of that was the clear ageism on display by the judges. Uh, yes.
0: Who, who
1: indeed would have also been on Team Old. So, hmm. Funny how that is. Self loathing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. We'll have to do another game show episode, too. That's another thing that people have asked for that we should do. It's just a lot of work <laughs> on my part. Uh <laughs> And Dan, if you want to invent a game show episode, that would help i
4: I've wanted to do one for for several years. I'm just I'm lazy,
1: yeah, see that's my problem.
4: <laughs> we gotta find some people on here who have initiative and energy
1: so before we go on i i I actually did receive a few notes about people who were very excited that we had sponsors on the podcast Ooh, because they because they us? they want to support our podcast and they had no sponsors to support, and now they do oh. have a few. It's uh, a segue into a sponsor. And, and that's and that's why, based on your feedback, I'd like to tell you again about how great uh, 23andMe is. And you guys can help. You can help me out here. So 23andMe.com slash incomparable is where you go. $99 DNA test kit. You can find out if you're related to Glenn. No. <laughs> Where's the price? <Jeez>. Chances <laughs> are everyone is
0: related to Glenn. I, I found out I actually have a ton of relations and people I need to check out. I hadn't logged in for a while, and they've updated some things. And there are like, Fifty people I need to get back to and see who may be second or third cousins, so that'll be fun.
3: That's how we found out Glenn was really a dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chromosomal Should I spoiler that? <laughs>
0: Science still is not. Yeah, I found I, Glenn. I found a.
1: I think there's a second or third cousin that they haven't responded to me yet, but and then I found several uh, third or fourth cousins and lots of interesting information. So one of the things you can do is you can see there's a relative finder. Uh, that'll tell you you know these various people who are your who are your cousins just based entirely on a DNA match but then there are places to put in like family names and you can do a match search for names that are in your family among your relatives and then and then sort of figure out how you're related plus there are medical reports Um, you can get information about uh, your uh, what part of the world your ancestry is from so for me it's all it's all Europe for my for my wife it's uh, half sort of like Western European and half Ashkenazi, which is appropriate because her mother is Jewish and her father's family is from France, so it makes perfect sense. Um, there's there's medical stuff. They do a lot of surveys. Um, as I've railed about on this on this podcast many times, uh, cilantro, the menace that infests <laughs> all Mexican food. Well, cilantro um, is great. What are you it talking is about? The worst, and and you know why? It's because my genes Science.
3: make me hate cilantro it's not it's not me steve now jason just how much genetic material do you have to produce for this 23andme you know i'm i'm glad you asked steve
1: there's a very small tube that you have to spit in it's it's not a single loogie i would say it's sort of like two loogies worth
4: is it a series of tubes or is it just one it's just
1: a single tube and you spit in the tube and then you Mm. close it up and you mail it back to 23andme it comes in your kit for 99 dollars you get the you get the tube, you spit in it, and then there's a, a a little mailer, and you send it back to them. And in a couple of weeks,
4: don't don't spit in the mailer.
1: Don't spit in the mailer. Well, you can you <sighs> unacceptable. Can. I, it I won't don't help. send
6: it to Netflix.
3: I don't <laughs> send it to Netflix. No.
4: <laughs> yeah, I got my Netflix and Twenty Three and Me mixed up. You know, it was not good.
3: I spit in a tube just this morning. With ninety nine dollars, I could be finding out all sorts of interesting things about my... That's
5: tomato. right. Imagine that.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing I discovered, which is I did this a few years ago when they had a special. Before it was $99 and paid somewhat more. And it turns out they can do more tests now. And I could send another tube for $99. And they keep all of my current information and they'll update it with anything new they find out. Which is sort Best of, of
4: all, we can just clone Glenn now. That's right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my information. Well, everything I say and do is online already. So you can just load that into a simple electronic brain and we're all set.
3: I thought you were going to say that they kept your spit on fire. The weird thing would be that the two Glens wouldn't actually know each other, ironically.
0: Anti-Glenn and Glenning. yeah
3: Also, you can find out if you're related to nobody, which is really crazy.
0: That's that's <laughs> if you may be an alien
1: or,
3: uh, or a mutant of that's, some sort. Well, You were produced yeah, when but... somebody spat in a tube. <laughs> 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 you can just check if you have a belly button. That's a good first clue. That's right.
2: That's uh,
0: zero. This thing there. on the back of my neck, it's been, oh my
2: God. So I, you know, I, I this is
1: something that I bought in December and, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, and it's it sort of got me interested in tracking down some of these relatives and, and also learning more about my various medical predispositions, and it's a lot of fun. And it used to cost hundreds of dollars, and now it's $99. And I think there are actually discounts if you if you uh, buy uh, more than one at a time to have your various uh, family members tested. Um, and it's pretty cool. So 23andMe.com slash incomparable, $99. Um, pretty cool information. If you're interested in your uh, your background, your health, and your relatives, and you may find somebody, uh, you may find you're related to Glenn. It's it could happen. Oh.
0: I- I'm waiting to see how I'm related to every incomparable panelist, and then I'll post that on the website. Oh, good. Yes, we
3: know why you I have, have t- tennis elbow. <laughs>
6: Glenn, I will send you a tube of my spit. <laughs>
3: that would be delightful I'll treasure it always <laughs> but no return address
1: so you'll have to wonder whose spit it is yeah. That's, that's right. another yeah. Everybody yeah. sends yeah we're spit all sending Glenn
4: to spit.
0: Glenn that's a police song isn't it 100,000 000... no wait a second that's not
4: every spit take you make
1: so there thank you to 23 and Me, and isn't it Message. nice thanks 23andMe brando thanks. brando, thank you. 23andMe. brando you all
4: right Me in the chat
1: room says we need to beware the infinite Glenning loop if we clone Glenn that's right we'll all
0: true
3: True. What do you mean? It's gonna get more infinite? <laughs> Eat it, Glenn. Infinite times infinite. Is <laughs> all still right. I have missed tweaking Glenn so, I know. so much.
0: That's out here. Out here uh, for your pleasure. It's the Glenn tweaking you know episode. I'm
3: changing my vote. Glenn's Glenn's my favorite. But well, you're oh, no. we, just, oh, we just cancel oh. each other out. It's like a room, It's like election too. all over
0: again. <laughs> right.
3: Get Someday a room. Get a two get two room full of spin. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: Jeez. Uh, here's a letter from Katie Derrick who says. I'm a huge fan of the show overall, but I wanted to give you a specific thank you. Yesterday, after a headache-inducing day at work, I came home and listened to the two Phantom Menace episodes. Uh, Within 15 minutes, I was weeping with laughter and had to turn (laughs) off the stove to wipe my eyes and compose (laughs) myself before finishing dinner. You really outdid yourselves on those episodes, and I felt so much better afterward and into today. Thanks for being awesome. Not not the first episode that we've done
4: that have made (laughs) people weep. So yes, that's this,
1: this is why you can't listen to us tears while you're driving. Tears of joy, tears though. of joy. I know,
5: tears of joy are shocking.
2: Weep and almost burn themselves. We're turning trash into
1: joy. Usually, it's Dan's puns making people cry and wish for mm-hmm. death.
4: That's what I'm going for.
0: I'm I'm looking for people driving off the road. I want a letter with people saying I almost drove off the road. Because yeah. that's you know. But I
4: appreciate this. I almost drove on the road.
5: Hopefully, not written while driving off the road. Yeah, one
4: of these days, we're going to get the letter that, that
2: that's going to say I did drive off the road. And oh. don't you feel terrible now? Then there's well, a yeah. lawsuit.
3: But burning down the house is almost as good. Yeah.
4: The song by with
3: a madness. No, no.
0: Fighting heads, fight fire with fire.
3: No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
1: <laughs> next, next note. This is this is a good one. Um, this is this is a. Um, I'm not going to read this one. This this is so. <laughs> Nick, so Nick, it's Nick, not, it's Nick, too good for us. Nick Richter wrote in with some detailed uh, additional thoughts he had about how empty the the USS Vengeance is in Star Trek Into Darkness. (laughs) It's really, I know, it's really empty. Um, And then he also has a theory about... um, about How much more empty could it be? About Chekhov, none more empty. About how Chekhov being uh, given the red shirt and put down in engineering might be a, a nod to the fact that Khan in Star Trek Two says, recognizes Chekhov even though Chekhov wasn't on the ship. And the theory was that he was down in engineering when he was really just not on the show yet. Anyway. Strangely
4: enough, that's the second craziest theory I've heard this week. The first one being that one about how all the Pixar movies are, cre- yeah. are uh, related. That was crazy. Oh, Close second, rat-a-hole. though. Close second.
3: Yeah. So thanks, to People Nick have way writing. too much time on their hands, as uh, evidenced by episode number 150. Yeah, here's a... So, yes, why are you still listening to this? (laughs) Gary
1: Rogers wrote in, and I like this one a lot. Thank you so much to all the incomparable hosts for inviting me to your cocktail party every week. What? Um, There's cocktails? I listened to a lot of you about... You've been holding out on me. I listened to a lot of you about, about techie... Sorts of things, but listening to the geeky things is the highlight of my podcast listening week. And this gave me an idea for an episode. I wrote down on in a notepad. I, I wrote down cocktail party episode, and I'm not sure well, what the <laughs>
4: are we all getting drunk. I was thinking I maybe that was
1: I would I would mandate that we all like bring food and 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 drinks and or yeah. I don't even know like we're, little cocktails. eating no, and microphones and just, and just goes just, great together. What
3: like, distributed potluck or something? And
1: then I lay I I'd lay in some uh, like background what? noise to make it sound like we were all at a cocktail party. But I, like I said, it's Ooh. just a working idea.
3: Mm-hmm. feast
1: yeah um, let's see what else what else I have uh, Mark Reichert wrote in a little while ago about um, actually harkening back 48 episodes to Princess Indiana Jones um, and he basically was agreeing with what serenity said about um, about Cora uh, and Avatar the last Airbender and demanding that we do an episode about Avatar The Last Airbender, which is not the M. Night Shyamalan movie, which was terrible. Boo,
5: no. I would be up for an Avatar episode. That would be a lot of fun. I've slowly gotten people around me. I made Dan watch it. I made lots of people watch it. I've because, seen it's It's quite, quite good, actually. Yeah. People look at it on its face and say, Nickelodeon cartoon. No, I don't want to watch that. That's dumb. And then you get strangely hooked. Yeah, I could probably
3: get
2: my kids to watch it, and if they watch it, then I'll watch it with them.
4: So John,
3: you'd fun. like it. It's it's very John, anime you'd inspiring. really like it. Well, you're gonna you're gonna give your kids some media site unseen. What if it's like a, know, you know, like, a Star uh, Wars prequel kind of deal? I'll,
2: I'll check it out. But uh, what did my kids? I had I had my son watch Future Boy Conan on the recommendation of a listener, uh, and that listener I, is dead now. Yeah, and uh, what is it? The, the Iron Man thing? Has anyone seen the new like CG animated Iron Man cell shaded mm. thing?
4: I, I I saw it linked because I I started watching the uh, the new Spider Man cartoon that they have on too, and they mentioned the Iron Man one in that. I think. But ah. there's a lot of there's a lot of Marvel cartoons out there all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I like the spectacular spi- or no Ultimate Spider Man. It's, it's
4: the good. Ultimate Spider Man. It's all right. It's a little cartoony for my taste. It is, but I don't even
1: want to hear it, about it, Iron it Man.
3: Still, still yeah,
1: Burns high. does it.
2: Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. haven't listened to that episode because I haven't seen Iron Man three yet. So. Oh no! Should I have spoiled oh, the, super,
1: th- the superhero draft? Is what Steve? I said. just assumed Steve oh, meant because right. he got I, passed I, I,
4: over for for being Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. got that part. No, it's ahead because of him. I didn't let I him. Him pick Iron Man the,
1: in the superhero draft.
4: I was there, uh. Jason. Come on, uh, I wasn't. The
1: uh, let's see. I, I thought this was a good when Kyle uh, Diaz, I think, or Dees Diaz. Let's say says, totally agree with you about origin stories. They're dull and mostly unnecessary, and for some reason we're forced to sit through them. They're also weirdly specific to the superhero genre.
2: In Die Hard, they don't feel the need to start the story with John McClane deciding to become a cop at age four. Wow, Die Hard was his origin story. He was a plain yeah. old guy, and how did he
4: become a hero?
1: I just like the idea of four-year-old John McClane flashbacks. That's pretty funny.
4: yippee ki Mom! Yeah. Um. I think we'd... Uh, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Well, that, we'll change his mind when we do the incomparable uh, origin story.
3: Welcome to the party, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday. Um, Come
1: out
6: to the coast. We'll have a few laughs.
1: here. He, so uh, Ron Gorin wrote in to say, In defense of Man of Steel, didn't Zod's terraforming device cause even more destruction than the... Uh, wh- whatever. Why, would, why do we read these?
6: <laughs> well, uh, take your feedback. And...
1: But actually, this is the part of Ron's letter that I really loved, which is um how do you guys find the time to watch and read all this stuff you might want to do a podcast
4: on time management <laughs> i what see not it's not, do not do. the watching and reading is the podcasting that takes oh the man t- <laughs> the
5: podcasting takes a lot of it's time
4: it's my third podcast today wow i know yes. it's pretty hardcore it's a lot of podcasting. humble brag <laughs> send help please <laughs> I've been strapped to this microphone for six hours.
1: That is a a challenge, though, when some of the suggestions that I've gotten for episodes are really great. And I think to myself, you know, like the people who are like, you should do a Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time. And it's like, wow, I haven't read any of those. And so if I were to host an episode like that, it would be several years and huge amounts of time before I would feel qualified, which is why I, I won't. (laughs) <laughs> do that someone else could one of one of my compatriots here if they wanted to do an episode about it but that it's a challenge for some of this stuff where people say uh even for the classic movies you know you can't you, you can't just do it off the top of your head you really need to go back and watch it uh it can be a challenge to uh find topics and i mean i think it's great that we've been doing this for three years now and and haven't completely run
4: out of things to talk about oh my god it's been three years coming up yeah i see See you
1: later,
2: guys. (laughs) See one week going into the two. One one week for three
1: years is 156, and this is episode 150. So
0: interesting.
5: I find it funny because I can uh, I can track incomparable episodes based on when I was hired at Mackereld because the first incomparable episode happened the week that I was moving out to San Francisco. So it's uh it's weird like dual anniversaries. Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. Not related.
5: Not related, just, completely unrelated, just, but still,
1: just, just so happened. It's funny. Yeah, and now you're back in
3: Boston, where it's hot.
5: It's true; it's very hot yeah. here. I can tell, but we can't do a podcast on heat. No, unless it's the movie, in which we case we all have experience no.
3: with it. Why not? Huh.
5: Except we'll for Jason, for about an
3: hour about heat. Yeah, Mick uh, Devlin wrote
1: in to say more science fiction book reviews, please. We have book club. We gotta we we. We, we're getting reading stuff a, takes so wait long for that hugo, we'd love to wait for that hugo episode There are gonna be five books in there um and he suggests Stephen baxter and peter f hamilton and more neil stevenson which i think i've got some neil stevenson on the list
5: we've got to do a podcast on the diamond age because dan is yet to read it and it's a wonderful book i'm
4: saving it
6: great book it's good. Read it, Dan. Read it, Dan. Right.
4: Read it, Dan. I've read, almost every- I yeah, I've, read, I've read almost everything else. Uh,
1: Jake Pond write, writes in to say, I've been told from an old boss that in order to get smart, surround yourself with smart people – also, it helps that it's that The Incomparable is an incredibly geeky show. I feel smarter listening to the show. It's also ridiculously <laughs> entertaining. It's certainly ridiculous, Big I'll comparison.
4: say that. I think he needs to find smarter
3: people than us. <laughs> I feel a lot dumber being on the show, you know, so maybe it's a through-the-looking-glass kind of thing.
1: I saw the tweet about people complaining about the Dungeons & Dragons episode. I've enjoyed all the episodes. I thought that the first one... Was a great way to fill a long night of folding laundry. We fight the boredom.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ultimate compliment. us versus that is boredom. High that,
1: that tagline's going on the website. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's going on the t shirt, man. Uh, mm. Please keep up what you're doing. Uh, I look forward to other sponsors. See? So Ooh. I can support the great work and great entertainment. Also, like Jason. um Jason, the sponsors. Bu- he says, like, Jason buys what Syracusa says to get. I think he means Scott McNulty. He tells me what to read. I'm the owner of the Nook version of the Hugo Awards books, a member of Goodreads, and enjoyed the heck out of The Rook. So thank you for all the hard work. Thanks, Jake. The
6: Rook was my recommendation.
2: Syracuse! Yeah, I
6: know. No credit. That
2: was a Scott McNulty, The Rook. How how many people can I be confused with on this podcast? All Um, of them.
3: Just Syracuse. No one confuses me with Glenn. Yeah.
5: (laughs) One day we'll get confused. I will
3: say that A Long Night of Folding the Laundry was probably my favorite Queen album. Yeah. It was a little, it was a double album, wasn't it? I, I think so. It was a triple,
1: but...
0: <laughs> Here we are. The Eugene are... O'Neill version of it drags a little bit,
3: though. Tied country.
1: Here's here's the best letter <laughs> that we received. It is from Kieran Healy. Um, Dear Mr. Snell, I, I should do this in that voice, right? I yeah, you to, really should. I write to complain about your podcast and to beg for mercy. I have been an unwilling listener for several years now. I have chosen to suffer largely in silence, with the exception of the occasional passive-aggressive tweet of complaint, but I confess I can stand it no longer. You and your minions have made my life a living hell. Each week a new episode of The Incomparable forces its way into my iTunes folder and from there onto my phone. Then, with the inevitability of death, but a suddenness that somehow always (laughs) manages to shock... I hear the black helicopters overhead. This is losing me here. The men in the flak jackets and tinted full-face helmets descend on their ropes, seize me, and clamp the headphones on. I do not know who they are or how they find me. They never speak, so I'm pretty sure one of them is McNulty. (laughs) Take that, McNulty. They push the play button and another hour of suffering begins. Boop. It was not always like this once I listened voluntarily hooked But what I think everyone agrees is your masterpiece the famous episode 22 Stephen Fry does not appear sadly <laughs> the, the production quality and professionalism displayed in that episode did not appear again by the time I realized this your iron fist had descended and I was trapped I now dread every <laughs> aspect of the show from the primal wail of the spoiler horn <laughs> to the unhelpfully reasonable Lisa Schmeiser from the irritatingly young Serenity Caldwell to the host himself, whose quote, genial Californian shtick barely conceals the power crazed lunatic within.
3: Well, that's legit.
1: I will not even mention the terrifying monologues of Glenn Fleischman, whom I knew in college, in- incidentally. What? <laughs> it's Glenning. He was Glenning
2: you there. He was Glenning Or
1: the wholly inappropriate Steve Lutz that's what's on my business cards worst and saddest of all are the two john Syracuses. the first familiar to everyone is oppressively Achoo. expert across a range of domains the second emerges presumably only when the medication is worn off he sounds the same but he goes by a different name and has a different set of views entirely it was a sad <laughs> indictment of our society's lack of care for its most vulnerable members that John Syracuse slash Dan Morin is allowed to wander in the community at will like some kind of New England Natalie Portman slash Kira Knightley. Who can tell? You should be ashamed. of uh, God,
4: thought. that Who's sounds my life sound
2: Natalie way more Portman? glamorous. <laughs> if only, if only.
1: So please I entreat you no more. Call off your thugs. Release me from this nightmare and stop forcing me to listen to your show. In the meantime, I think it's time you let Stephen Hawking contribute more than just the opening tagline. Surely he's Earned it. are sincerely, Kieran Healy.
0: Thank you, Kieran Healy. Finally, someone recognizes my contribution to this amateur outfit.
3: Nicely done. Can you do that again, uh, but with an Irish accent? Here, <laughs> if you could only see their lips, you would easily be able to tell Dan and John apart. If you, I
4: mean, if you could only see our lips, yeah, <laughs> like just the lips, like,
3: yeah. like 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 a Conan
2: O'Brien yeah. thing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. a clutch Carter <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know if we dress them
1: both up like like Amidala, could we tell them apart? That's yes, the, that's the, <laughs> I think we have to find out. I think we we have to do that at some point.
5: I mean, I am well versed in FX stage makeup. That could
1: have been our Comic Con cool. thing, but you know, I would be dressing like John Syracuse. I'm cosplaying Syracuse. So I, I'm going to get my uh, horizontally striped rugby shirt, and then John and Dan can go as Amidala and the uh,
4: the bodyguard double. Which
1: is which? which.
5: which. But who is the bodyguard and who is Amidala?
4: We won't be able to tell. I mean, you make it sound like I don't just wear that stuff all the time. I mean, come on. (laughs) So what do you think I'm wearing right now? Uh, Dylan Giovanetto wrote
1: in and said, Love the show, guys. Dig the movie episodes. Maybe we could have a fan-voted movie to be reviewed. Hmm. Um, Also, the fantasy... (laughs) No, that's how traps happen. The fantasy draft episodes are simply amazing. May I suggest a fictional vehicle episode DeLorean versus Enterprise versus TARDIS versus Death Star Ooh. versus James Bond car could be fun. That's a nice idea. I like
5: that. Why wing forever?
1: Save it.
3: Save like it two, two rounds we could
5: get out Save of Save it that, for the though?
1: pocket. Yeah, I know. No, no,
0: no. There's Herbie <laughs> the Love Bug. There's so many. <laughs> oh my god. So many. And
1: Skeletor is
0: Great space
3: skeleton van. He didn't really have a steed. I think Beast Man had something, but a Skeletor was he Skeletor just about, walked. He yeah, he's more a of a pedestrian.
6: He's
2: a public transport guy.
6: I think Skeletor's sachets.
2: Oh, he had that big. He had that big purple cat.
6: Skeletor on the bus.
2: <laughs> did he have
3: I I don't think he had a cat. I'm pretty sure a toy
2: it didn't I had it. It wasn't the big purple. Uh, he didn't had Battle know. Cat, and I think he was vaguely like Right, and guy. it was the same mold as Battle Cat, but it had purple felt on it.
3: I think I had. That, I really actually. should know this, but you're I in the damn yeah, yeah. commercial. Come on. I, I didn't make the toy. I just held it for a while.
4: Whoa, whoa! He's got a tank that looks like a shark, guys. Come on. I had that actually. I forgot about Someone it.
2: Someone in the chat room needs to know the name of that purple cat. Kieran Healy uh, just said that he was trying
1: to do a, a flop house feedback sort of vibe in his letter, which is good. You know, John, do you want to sing a little uh, uh, Incomparable Feedback episode theme song for me, a la Elliot yeah. Kalen on the Flophouse? house?
2: wonder if we can get him on
1: here. Oh, man. Those guys really know their geeky media, too.
2: No, I would get him on here to shame them for not knowing things. No, they know. They know comics. <laughs> encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of Invisible Maniac and Castle Freak does not. They're comic. No, they're comics. They're comic knowledge. Oh, maybe, is maybe they really know good. about comics. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about comics. Oh yeah, maybe, they, they're, maybe they're up on. They that, drop
1: but... some obscure comics. Yeah, stuff.
4: Well, we get a lot of people on the show by threatening to shame them. I think that's really one of our core competencies. It's the incomparable
1: feedback episode. hundred
5: percent more shaming.
6: Panther. <laughs> Panthor, you
2: got Jason? You got go to at least
6: 10 more minutes. I, I, Pan- I Panthor is Skeletor's evil feline companion.
2: There you go. Nice. Well, of course. Reading
1: your letters and reading your tweets, it's
2: incomparable. Hey, but the show's all not. Right. All right. Keep it as fair use. We don't want to, you know. All right.
3: McNulty doesn't actually care. Wow. Um.
1: Uh, we got a nice letter that I can't read all of because it's very long from Etienne Vlock, I'm going to say, from South Africa. Uh, who says the geek community is very small in South Africa it's very hard to uh find a group of people to walk out of man of steel and argue its merits and uh, or or demerits as the case may be um and then he was very happy to discover the podcast and uh he i'm going to guess but it could be he or she i don't i really don't know um and and uh the letter continues what makes this podcast truly really enjoyable is that one clearly gets the fact that all the panelists are friends
4: and know each other's
5: foibles <laughs> and
4: preferences Aww. except for dan ha, i say i'm everybody's enemy everybody dan's
5: just a robot that we you know made to talk Rest. a lot sad robot know a robot, ross, robot uh, dan ross, going ross. to get
4: his cardboard oiled
0: ross dressing robot Bodyguard. In closing, as you approach
1: the 150 episode mark, allow me to say thank you for the work, time, care, and enthusiasm put into the incomparable. Congratulations on the job well done. Also, I will play pay good money for a shirt that says "Eat It Snell." Nice.
6: Does the shirt actually say that out
1: loud? It had like a little button on it or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hoops and yo yo. Incomparable merchandise. will be um, we we're going to try to do some later this year.
0: Robot T-shirt
1: coming coming through. through. I am available for voiceover work. Okay. I you know? uh, uh this, this one I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this this letter this letter writer following the Syracusean protocol um sent on a pronunciation guide. So we're going to say Unirud Con I think. Unirood Contour. He didn't tell me how to pronounce his last name. Isn't
3: it Aniruth? Unirud. Unirud.
1: Well he said it was Uniruth and then I looked on the YouTube link that he sent and it's Unirud, so I don't even know. I'm going to go with Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Thank you. Um, <laughs> baby Ruth. I had tweeted asking if you guys would do a Matrix episode, and you said it was on the list. Two years since that tweet, I have enjoyed every episode <laughs> I have listened to and still eagerly await the Matrix episode every week. do you week. think we get right. you
4: to keep coming
3: back?
1: It's on the list. It's, I swear it's still
3: on the list. It's well, on we the can't ever really do listening. a Matrix skis. episode because he will immediately stop listening. Exactly. That's oh. that's that's a
4: Gotta that's keep a that bad carrot idea. dangling out there. The Matrix episode will be our last
0: episode. I thought when we put it on the list, we switched to being in the Matrix. So actually, the listener has been in the Matrix the whole time, and only five minutes has passed in his real life.
6: I'm waiting for the Lake House
0: episode. I think
4: that wasn't so much. <laughs> I know some people who would be on that Lake House episode.
1: <laughs> All right, Ed. Uh, I have one more email here. This is from Eric Christ. Like the Lake House, Eric Christensen. Uh, who who starts with a minor criticism. He said, A few episodes what? seem to be... We seem, would accept no criticism. There seemed to be a thread of everyone that disagrees with my opinion is irrational. Like Dan, this is very right irrational there. criticism. Um, <laughs> even when I agreed with Wait. your opinions, I was a little turned off by that. It seemed out of step with the usual incomparable vibe and kind of reminded me of the Avengers episode.
2: Burn! Burn. Hey, um, that um,
4: <laughs> Never bring up the Avengers episode in The Light Company ixnay on the avengers day
1: yeah and then it'll be avengers way come on Dan. i know, I know pig but, uh, latin.
4: i do know my pig latin. i'm fluent four years of high school i think i would know pig latin All come right. on uh
1: and then he said nice things about uh more comic book stuff and adding in Moisès and merlin and doing the wrinkle in time episode he thought was great and the drafts are always great um so that's good
4: so what i'm hearing is we're great
1: yes, yes. i look
6: forward to ignoring your criticism uh, <laughs>
1: thank you scott <laughs> Alright. Um I'm gonna move on to the iTunes reviews, and this is uh this is Oh, oh no, 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 what are you thinking? <laughs> this is great. Oh and, Jason, holding down John John loves uh this because this also allows us to say, Hey, maybe you could review um review oh. the show on iTunes and I'm gonna actually announce now a contest. Oh, you my God. You heard that oh, no. previously what? a letter writer suggested that uh think... we could have a poll of uh, of a movie that we could do an episode about. I'm gonna do you one better everybody who leaves an itunes review of this podcast and i yes i stole this totally from the flop house again because
2: i'm obsessed more, more vaguely specified contest i'm telling you you're on thin ice here
1: it's very simple uh from the moment that we announce that you can do this until we announce that it's over which i will announce at a later time let's let's say the end of july um everybody who writes a, an itunes review of the podcast uh, will be entered in a random drawing and the winner will be able to pick a topic for a future episode of the Incomparable. Wow. Yeah? So just, I just, just win like that. Steve. I've already written six re- reviews. Review the podcast and you will uh
3: and you will get what's I'm what's gonna go on. right now and do it. Wait, jokes jokes is in quotes, right? <laughs> jokes is in quotes. Okay. That's exactly it. All right.
1: Uh here are these reviews. And also I love that I had to take screenshots in iTunes because there's no way to copy and paste out of iTunes. Of
3: course there isn't.
1: Jay Kona wrote, I'm glad to have the Incomparable podcast who will watch every episode of Star Trek, the original series, so I don't have to. You don't have to. What? Oh, come you on, man. You have to. You should. No, should. What's wrong with you? Even Spock's brain. Um, Especially. Amazing. Brains, this, brains. This, what is brain? This review is by me, followed by 10 exclamation points, and then an <laughs> inverted exclamation point. Me! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow.
6: <laughs>
1: My... Ooh. who writes the all incomparables right. amusing and entertainment for my, my friends nerdy or not. I am the biggest jock you could ever meet. Sure.
4: <laughs> he's, he's six foot eight, but I'm also the M? nerd. Is wh-
1: that the word he was? Who really has memorized concerned. the timeline of the dwarves from the Lord of the rings. All in all, this podcast is amazing. That's very nice. That is nice Nice for a jock. He's going to come by for later an, and for push a jock. us all over. He's going to pummel us. <laughs> <you> <laughs> lunch yeah. Tonight. here
4: Here's some textbooks to hold so we can knock them out of your hand.
1: Eiffel. I think is this name. Could be the Eiffel tower. I don't know. Uh, has recommended some really great SF books. Some of the best book discussions I've listened to lively, thoughtful and funny, great discussions about movies and TV. I'm not convinced that I should start reading the comic books they are discussing, but the fullness, courtesy and wit of the host and the guests are unfailingly entertaining. Unfailing. Which podcast is that about? Uh, the new disruptors. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> not sure how I could love this podcast more by lapsed cannibal. <laughs> oh, <wait a> <laughs> um, thank god i think I we're all only the love same it more thing. if i ate it if we're in a golden age of, pod- of podcast the incomparable is rapidly becoming that age's standard bearer wow wow
4: yes. i concur i mean guys this comes from a lapse cannibal people come on wait,
3: are we in the golden age or silver age all right that was very that was very nice um
1: uh fantastic long-running book movie comic club by S.K. Jolly. The Incomparable is one of my favorite podcasts. I love the wide-ranging discussions of books, movies, comics, and TV. Uh, Jason Snell does a great job moderating the discussion, even when there are many guests. Hasn't listened to this <coughs> episode yet. Yeah. Mm. I highly recommend the back catalog if there's a topic you want to hear about. that That is true, and we are trying to work on um, relaunching theincomparable.com with a little bit better index, so you can find what number it, that episode was where we talked about. Some movie that you're
2: interested in, uh, we don't have. Just that make item. sure when people search for Stephen Fry, it comes up with zero results. Exactly.
1: That's that's like the uh, choose your own adventure that has the one ending that you can't get to from any actual page.
3: You have to just find. Oh it on your yeah, own. that was the spaceship one. That's right. UFO. Uh, I think that 5440. was 5440, uh, book 12, inside UFO yeah. 5440. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. <clears throat> but then they renumbered them, and I'm, I'm not sure they reprinted that one. Do the Nabuti. That was in that. To the Nabuti. Nice. You produ- you wrote music for Do
1: the Nabuti. Do the Nabuti. Oh yes, I did. Wow. Could is it more than that, or is that it? No, that's it.
3: Uh, that's that's good enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. This and this is the piece piece de resistance of uh iTunes Reviews. John, this one was written in Markdown, which iTunes doesn't understand, and so it's just Markdown syntax in the middle of uh-huh. iTunes. <sighs> Jonathan Pacheco, bless you. Um he The first section is called panelists, root, rotates group through a group of panelists. You guys who listen know all of this uh, topics, special format episodes. He says, thankfully, every once in a while, the incomparable likes to break away from the regular monotony and do something different like a film festival or a draft. And uh, he he's got us. Dead to rights. That's exactly what we try to do—is mix it up. Okay, here we go. Here are the cons, though. Here's our cri- here's our the official cons! criticism from,
3: from the Jonathan Pacheco. He,
6: he is not a fan of the D D episode, so I
3: reject his. So pieces. I think I, I think there's some good stuff in <laughs> you there. You're going to reject it anyway, Scott. That's uh, true. So so
1: section called timeliness, uh, which has got three hash marks in the beginning because it's a, a subhead in Markdown that's not recognized he by iTunes. That. Timeliness for me tends to work against the incomparable. Not that they don't attempt to to be or succeed at being timely or relevant, but that when they do, the quality suffers a little bit. I'm referring primarily to episodes sitting around, say a recent movie release because they're trying to record and release an episode while the film is still relevant. It typically means the panelists have seen the film once or twice and have only had about a week or two to ruminate on it compared that to their two part scene by scene breakdown of each original star Wars film. Um, so I think this is a good criticism and I've had that same thing. We go back and forth about whether to be, timely or not a lot of the notes we get on social media are like about a a hot new release and they say oh when are you going to do this when are you going to talk about man of steel or star trek or, or iron man or whatever and it it generally isn't our bag to do that and so this summer i know we tried it with three of these movies. And I'm still not sure if it's really us at our best to do the, wow.
4: to do those. Let me, let me, let me put out a, a point once. there, which is to say not every movie has uh, as much to talk about as star Wars does. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. and he says, you know, that's, he says, that's, that's, that's not, not a really good bar.
2: That's not right? really fair. Or,
1: but I mean, I, I, I think that the difference between going through something that's been out for a while, even if it's just come out on video and we've had a little time to digest it versus uh, something that we literally, you know, saw once a couple of days before, I think that there, there's some validity in there. It's certainly a very different kind of feeling when we're talking about a new release than when we're talking about a classic.
4: Well, sure. But I, I, I think those are two separate types of episodes. And more to the point, I like doing it a couple of days after I've seen it because then I still remember what happened in that movie. Whereas... I might not watch that movie again. Like, six months might go by and be like, yeah, that movie was all right. Yeah. I think that most movies dull with time. It's good to to record our first impressions, too.
2: Like, don't you want, don't, may imagine several years in the future, like, we could say, well, that was the, these were our first impressions of this movie. And maybe, maybe they change. Maybe the movie that we really like now we think sucked. Or maybe the movie that we weren't that into or thought was okay now has come out to be a classic. You know what I mean? If, imagine if we could have recorded our initial reactions to, for example, Star Wars, like just coming out of the movie or whatever, when we were, you know, 10 years old or... I thought born. it was awesome. Yes. I, the the glimmer in someone's lasers. eye, Serenity Caldwell, we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, that's, I think it's good to get that down, because it could be
3: interesting to look back on that.
1: But that's probably From never going to happen. I mean,
3: in fairness, you're not probably going to go back to that same movie or show or whatever it is Uh, maybe even if it's not
2: us it's like other people who i don't know i mean things i don't know how long these things are going to live on the internet would you like to hear what people thought of this movie when it was released well here's some people talking about it
3: yeah there's just not really a happy medium there i mean you can do a movie that's fresh but then just by necessity you're not going to have the kind of uh the kind of thoughts on it that you get when you sit and ruminate for several months or you can do an old movie where you've had months or years to think about it, and and there you're going to get you know kind of some more in depth insights that you've had some more time to spend on. We already do both of those things. But you we're can't. Great now. Yeah, we're I mean, great. <laughs> there's not really in the middle. You're you're going to get people going. Why Why are you talking about say Prometheus for instance, which was like eight months ago or whenever that was out. Well, well, sometimes uh, you
2: see something and you come out of it going, oh man, I need to. I have things to say about this movie, and sometimes you come out of it and you don't have things to say. Maybe those episodes aren't that great, but Prometheus is a, an example where I, I think a lot of people came out of it and just really didn't like it and really wanted to complain about it. And maybe that feeling sticks with you. I mean, think look at Phantom Menace. That's <laughs> you know, the, our our anger about that movie stuck with us long enough that yeah, we can do an a, an episode about it years later and it's
3: it's still like you know, still fresh, right? Yeah, so, I'm just not sure there's any way to do a current film without. By just being somewhat shallow on it. You're either going to get something that's old and have an in-depth discussion or you're going to get something that's new and and you're going to get the first thoughts of somebody who watched it a couple of days ago. My reactions
4: are just, you know, they're best when freshest, you know, before the expiration date. So that's why I like to do it immediately after watching a movie. They turn brown
2: like avocado. And
4: bananas.
6: Just soak yourself in some uh, lemon juice. And
3: it'll be fine. He's soaking in it. it keeps my skin looking yeah. young. I'm just saying I, I agree with i agree with the criticism i just i'm not sure there's really a solution to it
1: well the solution would be for us to i not, disagree with steve's criticism the
3: solution would be to not do it the solution
1: would be to, for us to say you know which i said sort of last summer when the blockbusters were coming out i said eh it's not really our bag to to rush also it's hard for me sometimes to get out and see a movie because you know <laughs> kids uh right. but it's it, you know we could say that we could say yeah well, that's not what we do we don't you know, well, but think of Star Wars release. Episode
2: Seven. Like we're gonna we're gonna do an episode out of that after we see it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's inevitable, no and, no and it'll be because and we're not
6: all. want Dang. to talk about it. Well, I really it's wanted true. to start with Star do, Trek. I mean, I was gonna say yeah, exactly. We have to do a Star Trek one. I think that it's fine to keep it mixed up. I mean, we're not trying to be the every week we right. review a movie, a right. new movie, and right, we this can is do both. just go see kids at the your local cinema.
1: That's right. That's a different podcast. So that that leads into our into his other uh, uh, subhead under cons, um, which is conflict. Conflict. Um, the, the, this podcast variety of panelists is one of its strongest assets, but it would work more in the podcast favor if this group didn't share so many of the same
3: opinions. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, oh, damn. damn it, Scott, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: I think he's got a point, oh. Steve. What? Yeah. No. What?
3: Well, now, now what you've said has become the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> you, sir, are an idiot. Which is
1: in contrast with that previous piece of feedback we got about about the other uh, other opinions are no good. No, let me continue here with. Uh, <sighs> This isn't Laps Cannibal. Who is this? Uh, Jonathan Petit. Shout that
0: man down. Shout him down. Um,
1: I get the impression that anything bigger than a minor negligible disagreement makes makes the panelists or me, the host, un- uncomfortable. They'll almost apologize for veering off into negative or conflicting territory, as in the Aaron Sorkin episode, Dan. That's that's my bad. And actually half-apologized, <laughs> only half-jokingly, for an episode that got probably about as heated as a benign and incomparable episode can get. I refer, of course, to the Avengers episode, which, of course, other people refer to as infamous when Andy like, and I expressed is a st- strong disagreement with the rest of the group, who all seemed rather taken aback. Okay, so we've talked about the Avengers episode again. My take on this, to recap, is is that I don't think Andy's disagreement was the problem with the episode. I think the problem was that the episode suddenly became about us all um, talking to Andy, and Andy. I mean, Andy sort of took over the episode, and it became about Andy's opinion instead of about the movie. And I think the problem there was not the disagreement. I think the problem there was that there was a little too much Andy and our responses were basically trying to respond to Andy. And, uh, you know, in my mind that fell apart, but I don't think it was the disagreement that did it. Um, And a lot of times the disagreement, the lack of disagreements happen randomly. I have to say like man of steel, I fully expected to be the only person who didn't like the movie. I actually went to the trouble of inviting Moises Chuyan on because he said he liked the movie and in the end, we all kind of had the same criticisms of it. Even though Moises still says he likes it, he did agree with a lot of the criticism of it. So sometimes that just happens. I, I admit I didn't go out of my way to find somebody who hated Star Trek into darkness. But um, I also didn't bar anybody who said they didn't like it from being on. So, um, But I think this is a, I think this is a good point. I mean, this is one of the questions with the podcast. I'm interested in what you guys think about um, you know the role of conflict i hate i hate to think that we're we're a podcast of people who just sits around going yeah i liked it it's awesome like that one review that i made me sad on the itunes store a few years ago that said it was like the chris farley show remember that thing that was cool
3: yeah that was awesome that's you know i definitely don't want the podcast to be that well this isn't debate club though i mean that's not the point the point is that we sit around it is the point steve stuff. no sorry uh, one, one point, point to snell Oh, Jesus, Scott.
6: <laughs> what are we on the same damn wavelength today?
1: <laughs> I disagree.
6: We agreed too much to him.
4: That That never happens.
2: Well, the, the thing is, people don't know is that we, like, sign up, sign up, whatever, like, express our interest to be on an episode before any of us have seen the movie. So it's like, oh, we're going to do a Star Trek episode. Whoever wants to be on that, like, let it be known. And that happens before any of us have seen the movie. So how do we know whether we're going to, like, all like Star Trek or not? I mean, it could be that just that Star Trek was an enjoyable movie, and that's why we all ended up light. Like, like, it's – it's not Yeah, that was I, an accident. You know, it's not it's not it's not it's not picked based on uh you know well, I mean, we're, can't we're not, be, not like... trying to
4: find balance, right? Like we're not this isn't a political And we we have had right. people
3: deliberately sign up specifically because they think that their their opinion differs from what the, the oh, opinion is gonna be.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not that we're being all positive or negative. Uh, we also, we're being know, polite. It's an evolving thing. Sometimes we have the discussion and we figure out how much more we like or don't like something. Also, we do this thing called listening and changing our opinion sometimes based on new information. It is disturbing to some people. I have never done that.
2: The Doctor Who episodes are a good example where, like, Doctor Who really is mixed. And depending on people's mood and and their experience with Doctor Who, you know, like, sometimes it's like we can kind of all agree on what the good and bad episodes were. But then when it comes to assess the overall season, like, you know, it, it really, I think it really, we. As a group, give a reasonable assessment of the quality of the product, like you know, I don't know, like one of those Metacritic things or whatever. Like, look, if if everybody loves a movie and it's just gets rated highly everywhere and it's like Oscar nominated and just universally acclaimed, is it a shock that we're going to have an episode about it? And like most of the people on the panel are going to like it. You know, we're it, we're not. It's not like uh, equal time on the the radio waves where we have to have someone giving the opposing view on a movie that everybody loves. right? If if it's a great movie, we're going to have an episode and we're all going to like it. And like I said, we signed up for... expressed our interest to be on that episode before any of us saw the movie or read the book or whatever a lot of the time. So uh, I don't think there's any bias one way or the other. I think we're just reflecting the quality of the thing in some sort of average, fuzzed-out way.
4: If I may disagree with myself, John (laughs) Syracuse, I would say... Yeah, no, I got nothing.
2: The I, I you know, I I a couple of pieces of feedback. We're kinda
1: of trying to guess at how the the episodes are are programmed and I can, you know, as John was saying, uh, I send out a note, I use doodle.com to send out a note with all of the times that I'm capable of recording an episode, and I say, We're doing an episode, here's what here's what it's about, here's a link, let me know if you can make it. And then people RSVP essentially, and then hopefully if they've RSVP'd we find a common time and uh, people show up and we do the episode. What, what you get when you do that is something that is not as together as if we were trying to create this sort of statistically valid, you know, different sp- uh, pr- spread of opinions sort of thing. And so it is much more catch-as-catch-can. I don't – the exception is really when I sought out Moises to do Man of Steel specifically because I wanted him – because he said he liked it. And Eddie Anatko, likewise, I sought out Andy for that episode because he I knew he was going to like it. And uh, he was unable to be there. Just the one common time we had, he was on a train. So we couldn't do it. So some of it is just that. It's scattershot, that people choose to be the, on the episodes that they uh, want to be on and that there's a, a contiguous time. And then we do it. And, th- and it just sort of happens. And, and like I said, with Man of Steel, I had no idea what the ge- general thoughts were going to be. Star Trek Into Darkness. I I didn't know. I had an idea that most people liked it, but I didn't know for sure. And we signed up. Some people, you know, signed up before they even saw the movie. So, um, you know, it, it. And I think Doctor Who is a good example where um, we can have a lot of different opinions within even if like this year, we sort of all came to the same agreement about the the season being a little bit disappointing, but we all had different episodes that we liked and didn't like, which I thought was was good. So I like it when there's when there's stuff to chew on and we have uh, disagreements or different perspectives on things. I don't like it if it's just seen as being this kind of Politburo that's going to be reflecting the agreed upon opinion. Uh, but sometimes that just happens. Um, and when there is disagreement, my goal is there, you know, I want to make it a uh, free-flowing conversation and not have it get derailed by one person disagreeing, which is my problem with the Avengers episode. And it's not Andy having a uh, his opinion. I think that's fine. I disagree with it, but I think it's great that he had it. I think how I handled that episode uh, is why I don't like it so much because I felt like I let Andy go and and it became about him instead of it just being about all of us and our opinions of the movie. So
4: well, and speaking to the Politburo thing, it's not like we get together and we're like, "All right, guys, what do we think of the this party?" Thing? The party line for the incomparable <laughs> is that we all like this, but we didn't like this one thing right here. But overall, we really liked it. Yeah, the first time we're
2: talking to each other at all about it usually is on the podcast. Yeah, and we even beforehand we say save
1: it for the podcast, right?
2: Yeah, I try I try to not reveal what I thought of something you know, on Twitter or whatever before we do an episode. So you go and not know,
4: I still don't know what John thought about half the things I've heard him talk about.
3: It's really not the show's charter to argue about stuff. I mean the, the purpose of the show is to sit around and chat about stuff and Yeah
4: there's plenty of places that do that.
3: And and dissect it I would say more I can't even you know. imagine the the kind of feedback you would get if you started going that direction and deliberately got people on that were going to disagree vehemently with each other. Right.
1: Well that's why I don't want to do it. I think dissecting is a better is a better term for what we do whether we like <laughs> it or dislike it, we talk about, Vivisection. It, right? Vivisection. We talk about well, you know, we 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 as i you know a bunch of people pointed out and of course this is something that john has done on his other podcast too i mean you can like something and still kind of admit the flaws i mean we've done a lot of episodes the wrath of khan episode was entirely people who love and just absolutely adore that that movie and then steve um <laughs> <laughs> and, i adore it too and and uh you know we picked it apart in so many different ways but in the end it was all with love right and and so the star wars movies are like that we um, abuse because we love. We, you know, occasionally we will destroy something like Man of Steel or Star Wars Episode One, And some people don't like that because they, they prefer us. And uh, there was a nice piece of feedback on Twitter from uh, Michael Johnston, Dr. Wave at Pixar, who's a very nice guy, who said, I, I you know, I really prefer it when you guys uh, talk about something you like and tearing apart something that you didn't like is sort of like a waste of time because there you know it, there are just better things to do and more constructive things to do with one's time and i think you know I, I i enjoy the episode 1 episode but i wouldn't have every episode be that and i i do like the idea of us unearthing things we're enthusiastic about and then picking them apart with enthusiasm and love uh not picking them apart because we want to destroy
2: them Besides, just think about the person who was like crying, laughing, listening to the Phantom Menace episode. Would you deny that person their enjoyment just because you don't like that yeah. kind of episode? And vice versa. So right. you know, different strokes. But we won't. Every episode's not going to be the episode one episode. But every now and then, we will. We
1: will do that, and 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 that's fine. I you know, when I was in college, I took a creative writing course where we got graded on our criticism of the other short stories, huh. not on our short story. And um, I, I brought. Some people to tears in that class.
6: Um, you got name, but
1: you know what? That's just part of. I mean, that's just it, it's it. It's not done out of malice. It's done out of you know trying to. Despite. If you're critiquing somebody's writing, you're trying to. Except for that one guy, he made me really angry. No, so I said his story was bad. <laughs> no, it, it's not malice. It's you're either trying to help somebody if they're working on something, or you're trying to understand a work of some kind isn't by that, taking isn't it
2: apart. that poor that poor zombie lady is probably crying right now. Yeah, I'm sure. She, into her money, she's wiping her face
3: with thousand dollar bills.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a friend of mine in high school wrote he was in a writing class and he wrote an essay that was called, supposed to be a personal statement, and he turned it in. And only the teacher graded it, and she wrote it wrong. He did not go back to the class after that. That wow. man was Al Pacino. Yikes!
4: Sorry, I just assumed that it had to wow. end with nope. it had to end with some sort of glenning, right? Like it had to be a twist. <laughs> that <laughs> That's right. Wasn't...
1: No, and then he was Al Pacino's mailman. It turns out, ah. I you know when I uh, when I was done with that critique in that short story class, the teacher said, "Well, now that Jason has put away his surgical tools, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I overdid it a little bit." But you know, you were
0: raised in the Midwest, though. Where were you? You grew up in California, yeah. didn't you? So people, oh, that's interesting. We have surgical tools here, people.
3: We have no, I just oh wondered, I've heard there that is, there you. is
0: this thing though there is that idea that you should be insulate, that certain things should not be criticized like there are environments in which criticism is meant to be tepid praise or maybe very tepid you know sort of blandification of things and it's like I think you know real criticism is can be hard John. Like, like feedback. Episodes. I think that's dumb yeah. Glenn <laughs> I disagree and I'll take my stupid ideas and hit the road alright
1: it is it is fun, you know. It's fun to talk about stuff that we that we like or that we think is interesting. I, I think the worst episodes would be the ones where we were trying to take apart something that had that had nothing in it. I mean, John quite nicely I keep referring to the Flophouse this wonderful podcast that John Syracuse recommended to me which I love fantastic hilariously funny podcast they see bad movies and some of the movies they have a lot to talk about they're mostly movies that they call the bad bad movies they're movies that are not even so bad it's funny they're just bad but there are ones where they'll go half an hour talking about what happens in them and how bizarre and bad they are and then there are others where they talk for five minutes and they're like I have nothing more to say about it and that, to my, in my mind that's the worst kind of thing for Us to talk about is the thing that's uninteresting, whether we like it or hate it. If we can find some
3: interesting stuff about it, then it's worth talking about. Do we need some sort of a tag on each episode saying hateful episode or something? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The
2: the danger for the audience is when they, when people have some part of their self worth or identity tied up in some uh, media thing, and any criticism of that thing is they they take on as, like, you know, an attack on themselves because they identify so strongly with it, and it's their favorite movie, and if we say it's dumb, then we're saying that they're dumb. Yeah. And, like, that that whole cycle happens, and th- to some degree, that's unavoidable. I mean, like, I, I didn't, we all think that's, that's a big deal, like, you know, we're talking about movies, that, that you, you can understand that if you're making some fun of someone's favorite movie, a lot of us are, you know, work in the tech industry, you understand how, like, if you talk about Android versus iOS, or in the old days, you know, Mac versus Windows, people will get tied up with that, but When I briefly did a car-related podcast, I found an even more virulent strain of this thing. People identify incredibly strongly with cars and car brands to the degree that we would get hate mail merely because we didn't ever mention a particular make and model of car. Like I think a lot of that has these feedbacks that we get. I I don't like your negative episodes. It I, a lot of that. I I mean maybe I'm reading too much like into it. it is like, <laughs> it's like n- it's it's not that I didn't like your negative episode. It's that I really like the thing that yeah. you were criticizing. Like rarely do I hear I really hated that movie too, but I didn't like your negative episode about it. Like I re- I rarely
4: hear that one. That's why nobody's like, man, that Phantom Menace episode was terrible. I got a couple.
2: No, I got some, a couple some of people, those. I, but the the people no, the, the people couple, who liked yeah. Phantom Menace said that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like
6: it's those not so much. Are... Those people are deluded.
1: I think some people don't like us. They like us here. They like to hear us getting excited about things we like, and don't like us tearing. Getting apart excited about things
4: that about we things don't that like. we
6: hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather talk about things that I like. Yeah. Case in point, uh, I don't enjoy talking about the works of Mira Grant, but I have to. Yes, because it is it is part of <laughs> part of, of our the premise, episode. right? But we wouldn't choose to read Mira Grant for an episode.
1: we were reading Mira Grant for. For the Hugo episode, and it just so happens to have been nominated. That's not. It's not like we keep reading those books. It's like, oh boy, I, never, I get to rip. Mm. Uh, believe me, we'd rather not read those books. But she seems so nice on Twitter. Also, mm,
6: I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm not, but a horrible
1: writer. To stop writing. But I don't know her, so yeah, she's, she may be. You're gonna
6: make her
2: cry again. No, into her oh, money.
1: She's not crying. <laughs> crying into she, her. She's local here. She could come over to my house and punch me in the face. She might. She might. She'll no curse way. you. She'll curse well, just, you,
0: and the ocean will hate you. Well, give her a give Coke. Her a when coke, you get your
2: book, when you get your books published, Jason,
3: she'll write uh, scathing yes, reviews that's of them on, right. on Amazon. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. The moral of this criticism is not everybody likes everything. Yeah, that's whoa, it. Whoa that's, whoa, 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 oh whoa. whoa,
2: that's
1: reasonable, Steve. Stop being reasonable. That's crazy s- talk. S- Go ahead, Steve. Tell me to
3: eat it now. Too sad. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Eat it, lutz. Whoa. Not the same when you ask for it, Jason. Uh, but we should thank Jonathan for his very well-thought-out criticism. Yes. Because he actually went to iTunes and wrote a small novel. Yes. Uh, using it some worked, incompatible program. But uh, he he spent time to really think it out and, and put a well-thought-out criticism together. And, yes, uh,
6: absolutely. Thank you. I'm, I'm just sad it was invalidated by his dislike of the D&D episode. And
3: if he had only done so a week later, he could have been entered in this wonderful contest. Sorry, well,
6: Jonathan. Well, oh, well.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, and yes, Scott, he didn't like the D&D episodes, and that's too bad. But again, the D&D episodes, we're not, we're not a D&D podcast. And, and, uh, not yet. We, not, <laughs> not yet, but we'll throw those in every now and then, as mostly as bonuses or if there was a week that I was not going to find anything else to post because of travel or vacation or something. So that was good stuff. All right, I'm out of feedback. That's all the feedback I have. What? And I've announced Damn. the contest, the iTunes review contest now.
5: Now we just have to make more podcasts to get more feedback.
6: Yeah, or we just create our own feedback and skip the podcast. Right. Uh, well, so our next
1: episode—what's our next episode about? I—I I can actually nothing. Hugo uh, no? I'm going forward promote Maybe. this. Our next episode will be the the long awaited um, Hugo Awards episode. Matrix. Oh, I've Awards. been waiting for
3: that.
4: Yes, I got a I got a book to finish reading.
1: Yes that that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be big.
4: I think by uh um by the math I've done I should almost be done with 2312 by the year 2312. Yeah, very close, very close. <laughs> and then
1: I'm hoping so I, I something else if you're listening to this shortly uh well, okay. Most of you will probably be listening to this episode while Comic-Con is going on or after it has passed. I'm hopeful that a small number of us will get together at Comic-Con and uh over a few beers record A random rambly uh, Stephen Fry like episode and post it. Yay! So stay tuned for that if it if it happens
3: uh, in a couple of weeks. The beer part will definitely happen.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to happen at Stone Brewing Company in Escondido, no less. Over a stone smoked porter, I think. Sounds Um, good. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm ready now, Steve. All right. When can you be there? Well, you probably should wait till Saturday because that's when I'll be there.
3: I might start now. Okay, so start drinking now. <laughs> are, we, are, we proposing a, are we
0: doing a King of Comedy-style Stephen Fry episode? Because I, I think there might be some legal problems with
3: it. No, that. we're not going to
1: kidnap Stephen Fry, if that's what you're I, asking. I
0: just wasn't sure what you are proposing. No. I'll cancel. Yeah. I'll, I'll cancel, cancel the, the arrangements.
1: The
6: arrangements, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the feedback
1: episode, then. That's 150 episodes, three years. Um, and thank you for your feedback. Keep it coming, the incomparable... Uh, on Twitter, the five by five contact form. Just select the incomparable. Otherwise, Dan Benjamin can read your feedback, which is fine. He gets it anyway, though. So, including incomparable, and then we get it too. Um, he just reads metadata. And and there's <laughs> iTunes reviews to send your feedback and get a uh, and get entered in the contest to tell us what an episode topic should be. And uh, those are those are the best ways to reach us, I think. So. Uh, Keep it coming, and we'll do more feedback. And if I can find ways to fit feedback at the end of episodes, I will do it. It's just really hard because, again, Lisa doesn't want to hear about your complaints about what Glenn said. And, boy, there are so many complaints about Glenn, let me tell you. (laughs) I want to hear all of them. He's a real problem. Yeah. All right. uh, Send beer. That's it. So I'm going to thank everybody for listening to The Incomparable through these 150 episodes and giving us your feedback. We really appreciate it, except for the part about the D&D episodes, which Scott McNulty does not appreciate i don't appreciate that yeah. steve lutz uh wants to hear more praise
3: of skeletor thanks for I, being here steve there can never be enough praise of skeletor praise, praise be to skeletor. skeletor yeah that's that's exactly right
1: john syracusa loves criticism
3: i do
2: yeah good, good criticism it's good it's good i like it i would be on a podcast with arguing all the time yeah
1: yeah some would thank say you. that no you wouldn't some would say that you are <laughs> uh the other john syracusa also thank you
4: I'm not playing the game anymore. <laughs> you,
2: you can you can be Natalie.
4: The Portman, one okay? piece of feedback that ever touches upon me is that I sound like John Syracuse. Otherwise, I might as well not be here. It's very sad. And that and th- that and my poor D and D character dying.
3: You're not going to let me live that down, are you, Morin? I'm going to have to hear no. about Egg Lath until time immemorial.
4: Now you remember
3: his name. <laughs> <laughs> in, de- in
2: death, Dan, he has a
4: name. Ah, so
2: sad. We didn't know either. Serenity
1: Caldwell, the only criticism that I get about you is that you should be on more episodes.
5: Aww. Oh, Well, I'm on this one. And that
2: you should turn your fan down.
5: Yes, it's very hot on here, though. And I, I don't have air conditioning, so my fan is going to be loud. I'm critical
1: of the heat. Down with the heat.
5: Down with the heat, indeed. Yeah.
1: I don't like Ooh. heat, either. Okay, nobody doesn't so like So we agree. Then. No, I disagree. I like heat. It's too cold here in San Francisco. Yeah, I want some it. of that heat. See? Disagreement. Here,
5: you can take some. We'll mail it to Send you. Send it to me.
4: Perhaps we could work out some oh, sort of heat put exchange. Put it in a tube. Tube.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a with your spit. Tube. With
1: your spit, yeah. Exactly right. And thanks to our sponsor, 23 and Me, where you can put your spit in a tube for $99 and find out fascinating things about whether you're related to Glenn's <laughs> mailman.
0: You're welcome. All
6: right. Glad to be here.
0: And with <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't
6: thank I, yeah, me didn't or Glenn. I did I did. <laughs> I, this is this is a no, subtle feedback to us. Glenn. I did
1: thank you. I, I didn't thank you. Instead, I made mention of criticisms of you and and said your full name. Well, he said this. P- and Tube. Uh, that covers both. All right. Me. So much for being clever. Here's some feedback. <laughs> Steve too, but... Steve Lutz, thank you for being here. Glenn Fleischman, thank you for being here. Dan Morin, Serenity Caldwell, John Syracusa, and Scott McNulty. Thank you for being here, too. Thanks to everybody and all the incomparable panelists.
4: I love you all. And together as one, everybody,
3: eat it, now. Eat it, now. <laughs> all right. Why was I last? Can't synchronize over Skype, sorry. Until next time. And thank you, feedback people. I will be eating it. Thank you, Jason. Good night. Oh, we were supposed to thank Jason, weren't we?
5: Good night, thank you, Jason. That is thank so you, awkward. Jason. Good night.
1: Saying goodbye on the podcast. This is
2: the
4: time <laughs> to say goodbye. There's no, there's
2: no goodbye
4: song. <laughs> really not enough
0: music on this show. Good night, Jason. <laughs> good night, Jason. Good night, Jason. It's time to say good night.
3: Go spit in a tube.